Fresh Take 7K picks. Joshua Adam Lamar with that with the Senator. We are back a little bit later, but we are back reviewing the latest in the NFL and previewing what's coming up tomorrow. Uh, we have a Thursday night football game to even recap. Senator, crazy week that we just had in the NFL as things are getting tight. Playoff races are getting decided. MVP races are getting decided. We have maybe the best slate of games we have coming up this week. And uh, yeah, a lot going on. There are a lot of good games this week. We've gone through a couple of weeks where we're like, okay, what trying to decide what the best game is to watch. Yeah. Uh, this one here, I don't think we have too much of an issue. I think our issue, our biggest issue is which game do we want to watch now for this week? So that's, yeah, a, that's a good thing. Last week was very interesting though. Even the yeah, Thursday so- night game was interesting. Yeah, Thursday night game was interesting. We had a nice set of uh, Thanksgiving games. Were all good. Every single Thanksgiving game was good. We we kind of said that on the on the preview, like, hey, these Thanksgiving games would be good, and every single one of them were. I, the most boring was probably what Giants and Cowboys is probably the most boring. Um. Yeah. The Bills. The Bills. Detroit game was really good. Lions probably should have won. Probably should have won. Yeah. I was watching that game at work. I had this. I had it on my phone. And I was like, the Lions may take this. Yeah. Like the whole time I was thinking that. And then the Giants, Cowboys, that game was over as soon as the second half started. Yeah. And so that that's what made it boring because they just got Giants got dominated in the second half. But then the New England Vikings game. It was like, is this a breakout moment for Mac Jones? Yeah. Even though they lost. But then we come into Thursday this week. Nope. And no. Well, and then, so we're going to kind of jump around here. So that kind of brings us to the whole Patriots rumors going on. And I think that kind of topples off with the Bucks losing to the Browns that happened this week as well, which was probably the biggest upset from week 12 was that Bucks and Browns won. The spot I was at, everybody was cheering for the Browns. And some people were like, this is my last chance to cheer for the Browns. So I'm going to take it. And we'll yeah, talk about that. When we made the prediction for the yeah. for the week, I called the Browns because I was he like, did. "This he is going to be Jacoby Jones, Jacoby Brissett's going to want to go out with a win." Yeah, and that's what he did. Yeah. So, but let's get to these Patriots rumors. So Tom Brady coming back apparently. All these, honestly, honestly. Honestly, I don't know what this... When I saw this, I thought, is he trying to win his wife back? Well, did she want to move back to New England, or did he go to Florida for her? I'm not sure. So, but the rumors that came out was that he became kind of a wild boy when he when he oh, went to in Florida. Florida? Oh, okay. Right? But he was more disciplined than... In New England. New, New England, because there's really not much to do. Yeah. So in my in my head, I was like... You went down to Florida for three years. You won a ring, but you're potentially losing the biggest ring that you that you yeah. could have got. Maybe this is like him trying to clean, just properly clean up his image 
Maybe. Because I don't really see the reason why New England would be the team that he would go to if he was going to leave Tampa Bay. Because there's not – I mean, so he has a running game. Ramon Stevenson is great. We'll see what happens to Harris. He's a free agent, but now he's injured. So who knows what's going to happen there. There's not really great receiving targets. I mean, I guess we can always put the opportunity that Gronk took a year off and Gronk will come back. Um, They're going to – depending where they're going to finish. I mean, maybe they draft a receiver, but does he really want a rookie receiver? Are they going to try to trade for somebody potentially? I mean, look, I don't know who the big receiver that would want out at this point right now that would want to trade. Anyone that's a big receiver is with a, yeah, is with a good with a quarterback that they trust. Yeah, so like I'm just I'm just trying to think because like last year we kind of got the big ones right with Tyreek and Devontae, Justin Jefferson, for example, is not going anywhere. I guess. Diggs isn't going anywhere. Diggs like, isn't, I mean, I guess Odell could always just do his one-year deal right now, but it sounds more and more like he's going to do a three-year deal uh-huh. with a team. I, I, I mean, I want to get to the Odell thing with Dallas and the Jerry Jones picture and how that affects things now in a second here. But um, I, I don't mean. I mean, I guess it's just a sense of I just want to go out on the go out on my sword in, in New England, but because I because I I'm assuming he sees that Miami that's not an option anymore because. No who is an MVP candidate and proven himself to be a decent quarterback. I mean, if you're looking around the league next year at starting quarterback spots, there's what there's the jets. Don't see that happening. Um, Commanders potentially as good as Heineke is, they'll still take a quarterback on. There's the Colts. I don't see the Colts happening. Um, I guess the Raiders is always a chance, but I, I think Carr has kind of wrote that ship now. And everything seems like he's gotten back to locker room and anything. So uh, the way I look at the Raiders now, I'm assuming Carr will be back for at least one more year. Again, we'll do one more year, Tara Carr again, because I think you're looking with the, not to jump too far, but with the Raiders, you're kind of looking at, it's good to have a quarterback like Derek Carr because there's some really bad quarterbacks in this league. And I I think some teams are kind of realizing that. And then on top of it all, um, do you know if, if is Rogers playing right now? We know that for sure, or we're not sure yet. Rogers says as long as they're mathematically, yeah, he's gonna play. He's gonna play. So because Jordan Love playing is better for the Packers because at the very least they can showcase Jordan Love to trade uh-huh. him. So he's another guy that's going to be available as well. Uh, and Brady looked old in that Bucks game. Oh yeah, he, he looked old. There was there was passes that he would have made before. I mean, Mike Evans doesn't look very good right now. I could see it happening. Um, but then it's the question too of like, does he just come in for one year and is he there to mentor Mac Jones? Is is that a big part of it as well? Is that but how is Mac gonna take that of being a starting quarterback for two years early into your career and then going back to the bench for I'd assume a year? I don't know what Brady's with uh with everything with Brady, so it's it's really hard to know. And then also on top of that, let's let's look at it from this. They already kind of set themselves up with a quarterback controversy when yeah, was happy. happy. Yeah. So are they looking at like if Tom Brady goes there, is he going to mentor Mac or is he going there to mentor Zappy? Yeah. Like, well Zappy's is, closer to him. Yeah. So like that's kind of like the bigger question there too, which yeah. now leaves where does where does that leave Mac? Right? Mm-hmm. Like there's it's this this here kind of and on top of that. Would Brady want to go back to a team that doesn't have any OCs or DCs or like they didn't look good on Thursday? Let's just 
like they scored one touchdown and they did not look like they could move the ball at no, all after that. You're going into a division two with the Dolphins and the Bills who are on the upside and the Pats great defense, but still not really an offense. And the Jets aren't the Jets anymore. Oh, uh, the Jets too, too. Right. Yeah. I mean, the Jets are like, going to get a quarterback this offseason, right? They're going to get someone. Mike White's not going to be their quarterback as, as good as he was that one game. The Jets are going to find a quarterback. Surprisingly, I think that they might, if they, I could see them sticking with Mike White to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the records when he is playing, yeah, it's not like bad. He's had he's had big games. The all yeah. the problem is that they always had Zach Wilson as the guy that they wanted to yeah go with. Right now, you, Zach Wilson lost the locker room. You still have a Joe Flacco there that can mentor white like there's there's potential there i'm not i'm not gonna lie ironically for the jets i'm like should they go after sam darnold does he look kind of good he looked he looked good but he also looked good compared to a horrible baker yeah so like yeah it's really not because pj washington had yeah. great games like it's not, too, yeah the team is good it's just yeah, the quarterback situations are so interesting right now. So, I mean, and if Brady goes back there, I think it'll also be its flower season. Yeah, I'm going back to the Patriots. This is my final year. I'm going to say my farewells as a New England Patriot because that's the way I want to go out is retire as a Pat. I went to Tampa, did my thing there. I'm going back. that That's the reason I could see that. And I mean, that, that still potential to be a playoff team because this defense is so good. Yeah. Yeah, they scheme really well. Um and they have they have players on that side. Yeah. It's just their offense, they don't know what to do on the offense. Yeah, there's no prime receiver. I mean, maybe him with having uh, a Hunter Henry there, Devontae Sharp, uh, Devontae Sharp, Devontae Parker. Maybe he can make them work because he's Tom Brady. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the other kind of thing that I wanted to go around with the, with the quarterback situation is this Denver situation, it is desolate. There is there is no getting out of this for the Broncos. Like you, you just, people are like, do they could draft a quarterback? Why would you draft a quarterback? Yeah, you can't. Sense. You have Russ on the cap now for five years. The dead cap hit this year. Do you, have you seen the dead cap for Russell Wilson? If they cut him or trade him, wasn't well, something like one forty? It's one forty next year. It's eighty five. It's not an option. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is your court. I was gonna say. I thought I said Westbrook because you're yeah. so used to it. Uh, Russell Wilson is your quarterback. Uh, and yeah. then there was the whole birthday party thing that just happened. That was weird. It was there. There was a play in that Carolina game at the bar I was at. It was uh, near the end of the fourth. You probably weren't wasting your time in that game, but oh, I had it, it on tr- red zone. So okay, yeah. There was there was I think it was like a five minute period where the Broncos got a touchdown, call back, got a touchdown, call mm-hmm. back. Got a touchdown penalty. Like it was just like this is just disastrous. How bad this is. And you know, Javante is their best player. He's out. He'll come back next year, but pretty severe injury. They traded Bradley Chubb. They haven't drafted really good. I'm assuming Nate Hackett is gone, but you're in a division with Pat Mahomes and Justin Herbert and a Raider team that is frisky and is probably going to improve their defense next year. I, if you're a Broncos fan and I've talked to a few of them, they are spiraling because they're like, this is going to be the dark ages. Oh, they're going through it. There's no doubt about it. Like they are going through it. And I'll give you props for this. Cause you called this from the start of the season. You said, yeah. you said you watched a lot of Seahawks games that other people mm-hmm. 
don't pay attention to. But he is, this might be, and I can't think of one off the top of my head, the biggest drop-off from what people were expecting. MVP candidate. To what you're giving. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I can't remember. 10 points is your average? Like, 10 points in this in this league, which is a quarterback-driven league, you average 10 points. Like, how many – so his his season stats right now are what? Um, he only has eight touchdowns. Yeah. Five interceptions. Like, he's thrown for 2,000 yards, but, I mean, I'm on his peers, especially in his division. He's just – the class of Hibbert Mahomes and then the drop down to that car area, he's way below even car. Like mm-hmm. it's not even close. If if the Broncos had car, they would be a playoff team more than likely. And here's here's a fun here's a funny thing. If they had the quarterbacks that they had last year, they were a playoff team. <laughs> yeah, they had Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you look at his stats, Rogers, who has not been playing great this year, yeah, still has and no, no number one receiver really. No, uh, Watson is coming into his, but yeah, he's not there yet. It's a no. there was still like a learning curve and everything like that. But he still has more passing yards than than Us. Russell. Yeah, more touchdowns. Like it just, it just makes no sense. Well, wasn't there a stat off. that Joe Flacco has six touchdowns and Joe Flacco hasn't played since week four or something like that. Carson Wentz has more touchdowns and he hasn't played since week six. Wow. Like this is not, this is not even a, this isn't even fun to watch anymore. Like, you know, sometimes when you watch a team and you just want to hate on the team, just to hate on the team. Cause it's funny. Like Cowboys. That's always, always the way to go. But for the Denver, this is just getting sad. Like they should just bury the rest of the season and just allow just just not air any of the games. The uh, and the irony of it all is that the Seahawks have the pick and potentially can draft CJ Strud or Bryce Young right now where they are and have their quarterback in the future if they want to. Yeah, and I highly doubt that they're going to do that. So yeah, every Seahawks fan I talk to is like, no, I want Will Anderson or Carter. I want defense. Yeah. They're we don't need happy. to do that. We we don't need to do that. We have two picks. If the Kentucky kid falls to us, Will Leaves, who's mm-hmm. getting some buzz, we'll draft him. But we're good with our quarterback situation right now, so we're not going to waste a pick on one of those quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, and then the other Archie. Yeah, there's that yeah, too. That's well, that's I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad we did the pod today because little college football with Friday night last night, Caleb Williams was looking like the guy that everybody wanted in the next draft had fuck Utah painted on his nails. Yep. And uh, thank God for Caleb Williams that the draft is not this year for him because that was a tank of (laughs) draft positioning right there for Caleb Williams and the Trojans last night, they looked absolutely horrible. Luckily for him, he doesn't have to worry about it. And Ohio State fans are obviously very happy that they of the outcome last night. But it it just shows like the level we talked about it last time we had Mm -hmm. it, right? Of these college quarterbacks, of you know, it it shows why like you you have someone like a Jacoby, even it's a good quarterback. It's it's a lot harder to get a meteor order quarterback than than even just getting a good quarterback at times. Like having that Kirk Cousins, 
that Derek Carr, that um, uh, Stafford level quarterback, that's harder. That's harder than a lot of people realize to get. And you're, I think we're starting to learn this year how appreciative you should be to have a quarterback at that level. Oh yeah, and uh, I think I think because everyone expects that they're going to get a, a quarterback, whether it's like a Lamar or a Mahomes or yeah. a Allen or Brady in his prime, like no, like that's not happening. Like we saw the we see the resurgence of Mariota right now. Like he's not playing amazing, but he's playing steady enough. Good enough. Right? Like like, yeah. and you got to be appreciative of that. We're seeing Justin Fields. They change the offense to really suit what he does. And now he's more of a running back than a quarterback. Like it's just, we're just noticing that if you're a solid organization, they will build towards if they will build towards your strength. And that's what you need. Some of these teams are just, it's just putting pieces in random places and thinking that it's going to work. So, and then those never win. Um, so there, I guess the big story for this week we'll get to in a second with quarterbacks. Um, any other things from week twelve that really stood out? I I thought I guess the big one was that Jaguars win, and that was kind of a coming out party for Trevor Lawrence in that one. And when they went for two, it's like, yeah, this is the right call going for it for two right now. You felt like you didn't want to go against the Ravens coming back down, and you forced Justin Tucker into a big kick. So I thought that really showed a lot for them. I. Okay, so my big story of this week, and we, we haven't talked about this because I wanted to wait till we were on the pod to talk about sure. this, right? You went away and you got to sit in a bar to watch the Raiders Seahawks game. Yeah. You being a Raider fan. Yeah. The person you were with as a Seahawks fan. Yeah. Game goes to overtime. Yeah. And that 84 yard run happens. Mm hmm. What was the, what was the surrounding like? What was okay? Well, the, the embarrassing thing is, so we we were good, we were civil and everything like that. There wasn't a lot of cockiness, there wasn't a lot of bitterness. So that that side of things was all was all was all copacetic. So that was good. Uh, the most interesting thing is there was no Raider fans there. There was about twenty Seahawk fans at this bar, and no Raider fans. The only person, ironically enough, that was cheering for the Raider game with me was a Kansas City Chiefs fan because he had the Raiders in a parlay. <laughs> so that is interesting. I, so like you hear the Raiders, like people would probably be so confused. They uh walking by, they probably when they hear like you get a first down and they hear, ah, you hear like a whole bar cheery and they're probably like, yeah, the Raiders, the Raiders got a first down or a touchdown. No. It'd be that going on and then the Raiders get touched like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just me. Uh, really being the only real Raider fan there among all the Seahawks fans that were there. And, you know, the uh, my friend that I was with, she was just like, I'm kind of surprised. She's like, I thought we would come into Raider country. I'm like, yeah. no, no. Because Vegas, the Knights are their team, first of all, because the Knights are original here. The Raiders just kind of came to them. And Raider fans live in Los Angeles and, and in Oakland. It's a California team still at heart. It's a it's a, just a transplant here to Vegas. I, I always said that the Chargers would have made more sense going to Vegas, just from the sense of charge up the strip, all that kind of stuff. They could have done so much. The Raiders are really based in California, you know, with the history of early 80s and 90s rap. 
yep. ingrained into the air, right? Of the inner city of California and the Raider hats and everything like that. It is so ingrained in Oakland and uh, inner city Los Angeles. And it, it just doesn't fit what Las Vegas is. And you can tell there's not really original Las Vegas Raider fans there yet. It's It's been three years. It'll take time. But I think they much more adapt to the Knights because that was their team. That was the first team there. They had that Stanley Cup run, so that obviously helped with the Knights. When they get an NBA team, it'll be original. I think that'll help too. But that was the most interesting thing ever. Great game. Awesome game. I mean, when it first happened, when Carr threw that interception, I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be a long, a long day for me here. I'm going to be drinking a lot more than I thought I would. Um, but that was the most interesting to me, just really a lack of Raider fans. Not that seemed really a lot of people even walking around the city with Raider gear. I saw so many Minnesota fans, a lot of Patriot fans, a lot of Packer fans, a lot of Seahawks fans, a lot of Chiefs fans, man. Chiefs fans, they travel well. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness, the Chiefs fans yeah. travel really well. Um, Chiefs so that and, part, Chiefs and Bills, Chiefs and Bills, yeah. Minnesota fans continue to impress me. Every single like when I went to a Seahawks Minnesota game of just before the pandemic, so like three years ago, I believe, um, there was so many Minnesota fans there. They travel really well. They're really loyal fans. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a fun game. I wish there was more Raider fans there to celebrate with that we that we got. It. I mean, <laughs> even, even the fact here, Senator, it was a struggle to – I had to fight to get the Raider game on the main TV because at first it was Chargers and Cardinals. Then – I had to fight to get audio for that game because they gave it to the Niners and the Saints game for the bar. So I had to get up two times and be like, <laughs> guys, we're in Las Vegas. Like, what? Because when we got in there, the Bucks and the Browns game was the main one for the audio, rightfully so. I understood that. Yeah. Um, but when that when that game started, I'm like, oh, we'll just get that automatically. That'll switch. It's Vegas. It's the Raiders. We're gonna we're gonna get it. And uh, no, that was a struggle to <laughs> get that to happen. <laughs> I had to go up multiple times. I felt bad. I don't like being that guy, but I'm like, hey, this is ridiculous. Like, I've, if if I was anywhere else, I would just shut up and just watch the game without audio or find the better Vegas. TV to go to. But I'm like, we're in home with this team right now. What is going on? So, yeah, a great experience, though. I mean, two walk-off wins now for this team. And I think, like I told you guys and everybody else, like, what a game, what a win. You must be pumped. I'm like, I am just confused. <laughs> because... I was ready to draft. I was in draft mode. I was fine with it. I had accepted it. And now you look at our schedule. So we have a Chargers game this week, which we are favored in, which yes. is, I'm not sure about that, but okay. Uh, and then we go four days later, we face this terrible Rams team on prime time. And then after that, you get the, the layoff and then you have another prime time game, which I do think will be flexed because yeah. it's it's going to probably be flexed to Dolphins and Bills over Patriots and Raiders. And then you face the Steelers. So all of a sudden, there's like all these games that are super winnable. And you look where the playoff race is and you look at the Jets and the Jets have some tough ones. Been up here. And then you look at those final two Raider games. They face San Francisco on New Year's Day. So the Niners are going to be in Vegas on New Year's Eve. Let's see how disciplined they are. Let's see how disciplined they are. <laughs> and then the final game of the season is against Kansas City. Which does Kansas City want to screw the Raiders up. over if if it comes down to it? Or they be like, I don't give a shit. If the Raiders make the playoffs, that's on them. We're sitting Pat. We're sitting Kelsey. We're sitting everybody. No, they're sitting everybody. As long as they have that first spot locked, which it looking like the way how they're playing at this point, that nobody's going to be able to catch them on it. Yeah. 
they are they're sitting. So my point is in the next five days here, the Raiders can go from being four and seven to six and seven and everyone being like, holy shit. Do I put a bet that the Raiders are going to make the playoffs right now? Like if I were someone right now, I'd put maybe a dollar bet on it because that's not a bad schedule. And, you know, a team like the Jets could drop off, right? It's it's not inconceivable. I don't think it will happen, but that's what I'm saying. Like put a dollar bet that the Raiders are going to make the playoffs right now. The odds are not terrible against you. Not terrible. So, and like, like I look at that schedule that Chargers game is in Vegas, winnable. That Rams game is winnable. That Patriots game is in Vegas, winnable. Steelers game. Steelers are really frisky, but that's a winnable game. And then that Niners game is really the big one. If they can win that Niners game, and then, like I said, I don't think Kansas City will be playing their their guys. It'll be uh, – it, Turn it around. Yeah. I mean, the, I think it's going to take a minimum nine wins to make the playoffs. So you really have to run the gambit now. And – it just makes the losses to the Jags, to the Colts, to the Saints even more frustrating. It's like, why did you wait this long to turn things <laughs> around? If you closed, even if they closed out that Colts game like they should have, it would have been like, oh, okay, we can afford maybe that Niners loss. I feel like you got to credit Devontae Adams the most for that because yeah, him coming from kind of a winning organization even he's he's definitely pushed the the locker room he's the one that's pushed the locker i think we talked about a few weeks ago when the um, when the mcdaniel stuff was really hot for firing him and Carr got emotional at that press conference and then Mm -hmm. Devontae got angry in the locker room and it does seem that the Devontae max crosby Carr side of the locker room really called people out i think jake has played a part in that as well yeah i mean the Raiders get this game too, by the way. I think they're getting Nate Hobbs back for this one, which is huge because Keenan Allen also has been talking all this shit to how he's going to barbecue chicken the Raiders' defense. Mm-hmm. He's going to burn them. Uh, that Thursday game against the Rams, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller will also be back. They'll be off IR. Yeah, so that's why this Chargers game back. is so important. It's and be- I hate it. I hate it because I was in – I was relaxed. I was like – you're I was like, it's draft time. It's draft time. That's cool. It, it got to the point in that Seahawks game too, where I'm like, look, I'm never going to root against my team. I never will. But you know what? I'm with someone that wants that win a lot more than me for the Seahawks. If we don't win, I'm not going to be that upset. We're still being a draft position. I came out here. It was a really, really fun game. It's not the end of the world as much as I would love to win and I always want to win, but you're kind of running your process of like accepting things, right? Like, well, you know, we're still be in decent draft position. I don't want to lose. I don't want to run against my team, but if it happens, I'm not going to lose my shit. Exactly. And now we're at a spot where I'm like, fuck, I <laughs> now I have to get excited again. Yeah. That's the, that's the, that was the update that I wanted to know about. Yeah, yes. what like what are you, what are your thoughts? Like, are you? I think everybody's just as confused about this Raider team as anybody else in the league. I mean, every show I've listened to is like, I don't understand this team. It makes no sense. Like, I think they're the the. I think both of our well, your team is good. I think our team is the good bad team. It's the team that just like you don't. I, I think when they do make lines right now, they're like, I guess we'll favor Vegas and Vegas because maybe they're good. I don't know. So, like, I look at the I look at both of our teams, right? Yeah. And my team has played consistent pretty much all year round. Yeah. The problem with my team is that 
Mariota cannot throw a good deep ball. Yeah. So it's so heavy on the run. Everything's heavy on the run. Yeah, if you had Carr, you would probably be leading the NFC South right now by like three or four games. Yeah, because he he likes because like we look at Drake London, we look at Kyle Pitts before you got injured. Yeah. Like they were barely touching the ball. Like and then when they do get a chance to touch the ball, it's they've played three quarters of the game and expected to make a play. Like that's yeah. It's we know that the same thing when it comes to basketball. Like if you don't take a shot the whole game, but you're expected to make a key shot in the fourth quarter, most likely it's gonna miss. Like yeah. you have no rhythm. And that's that's the problem with uh my team, even though our loss was our loss was ridiculous because I don't understand why Mariola tried to throw to Patterson on that one there. Just yeah. keep it and run. But um, for your team, it it's so weird. It was like it took so many weeks for them to finally, for Adams to finally say, you know what, this is bullshit. I feel like if he did this from way before... He should have done it during the Saints game, before the yeah. Jags and those Colts games, because those were games we should have won. When we there... did, I think we were beating the, the Jags by like... Se- There's so many losses this year. You always have losses that piss you off, right? You have that mm-hmm. Panthers loss, I'm sure, that really pisses you off. Uh, the Panthers but... loss is not even the one that pissed me off. The one no. for my team, it was the Saints loss the mm. first game. Yeah, it's right? a bad one. Like that one there, when we were up big... Ended up losing. Well, that's the Cardinals game, right? That Cardinals yeah. game, we should probably have five wins right now because we shouldn't have blown that Cardinals game. That game was ours. We should have five wins. The Cardinals game, and really much, we should have beat the Chiefs too. The Cardinals game pisses me off. The Chiefs game pisses me off. The Jaguars and the Colts, like all those games, probably should be wins for this team, which oh, makes yeah. the season way more frustrating right now. Because what I said, even when I came on here before, I was like, we're not a bad team. We're just playing like shit. I think we've been in the most one-score games in the league this year. And you know what's funny is... it's either yours or my team, to tell you the truth. Yeah, it's one of our team. And I was going to bring that up uh, because Minnesota had that last year. Mm -hmm. Minnesota was in those most one-score games. And then look where Minnesota is this year. And I think going to the offseason now, both of our teams, and I'm not just trying to make this centric to both of our teams because of the pod, but it, it relates. We have... Both have decent cap room. Both have decent draft position coming up mm-hmm. here. And those are going to be two teams. Like, you look at that NFC South, like, I don't know where the Saints are going from here. They, uh, Dennis Allen may get fired. I don't know what's going on at quarterback because Winston seems like he's healthy. The Bucks are probably gonna, about to lose Brady. Um, Panthers are going to be interesting in the offseason, but we'll see. But you guys have a great set of cap and draft position to do really whatever you want to do. You could say next year, fuck it. This is Desmond's team. We just gave him a year to kind of chill out if we want, if you wanted to. And like I said, you have that cap room. And for us, like, I don't think we have to worry about the Broncos anytime soon. The chargers are always a mess. Kansas city. It was going to be Kansas city, but it'll be a Raider team this off season. I was like, look, we know what this offense can be. Now we just got to re up Jacobs, which we should have done. And now we fucked up on that. So we have to give Jacobs the bag. And then our our uh, our offseason is all O-line and defense, and that is it. Let's hope that that's what they do because we've already seen, like, the Bengals. Yeah. When we keep – the one thing that we've been saying since Burrow got into the league is, yeah. is you need an O-line. 
and they do yeah. everything but get him the prop. Like they spent money on the O line this year, more money than they normally do, but it's still not the O line. Like we see quality ones. Like yeah, I mean ours I was, has been better than I thought anybody thought. Yeah, you guys had a lot better one than I was even expecting to tell you the yeah. truth. Well, Jacob's the leading rusher, so I think you got to give. A lot of credit to the O line. They're oh, yeah. just middle of the pack, and that's that's completely fine right now. Um, so, and I, I think you guys might be looking for a different running back next year, maybe because Cardell, you know, can't keep on doing this. But you guys have Aguilar and a few good backups there. So, like, I don't see us really making a splash in the in the running back one. No. I think for us, we need to invest in um, defense a little bit more because mm-hmm. um, I think we need like a quality. Not saying that we don't have, but I think that we have some players that are coming into their own, but we also need we always end up losing like our our safeties and our cornerbacks. So like yeah. I think investing into that, I think investing into trying to get one or one more wide receiver is gonna be is gonna be crucial. But overall, like I'm not even mad at I had talked to somebody at work that um came in and he was like, Oh, you're you're repping the Falcons hard. I have, I have my Falcons toque on because it's freaking cold over here like crazy. Yeah, and he was like, "Honestly, we're playing with house money, so we're good." You really and are. I was like, I was like, "Yep," mm-hmm. and that was the only other Falcon fan that I've met still out here. So, yeah, um, and yeah, I guess, like I said, the only other big thing was just big time win by Jacksonville, and I don't know what to think of Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore is just a confusing team, and I think they're just in the position of they don't exactly know where they're going. And no. that's, a, that's the crappy part about it, is that we don't know what they are and who they are, and I don't think – I think when they're clicking on all cylinders, they're amazing. When they're yeah. not, it's such a bad – bad thing to watch well and for them that Bengals game against the titans was a big boy win without mm-hmm. chase and now we get this cincinnati and kansas city game this week um the division all of a sudden like i mean i, I don't think it's a foregone co- conclusion now that the ravens will necessarily make the playoffs i look at the ravens remaining schedule and i again it's such an unpredictable team i don't really know what to think they have the broncos this week if the ravens don't beat the broncos they're not a playoff team if the team. if the Broncos, I mean, if the Broncos beat the Ravens, and or if the Ravens can't score against yeah. the Broncos, they are not prepared for the playoffs, and they no. should miss it. I mean, this, and then after that, they're at Pittsburgh. Always a tough game for them. Uh, then they go to Cleveland, which is we don't know what this Cleveland Brown team is about to be. We'll talk about them in a second. Then they face you guys on Christmas Eve. I think that'll be a tough game for them. That honestly, I need that win for the Falcons. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, one of my friends has talked way too much crap, and she <laughs> and she wants to watch the game together. Yeah. And I was like, that is not happening because we won't be friends if my yeah. team loses. So, uh, and then on New Year's Day they face the Steelers, and then the the game on the uh, eighth, the last day of the season, they face the Bengals. Which very well could determine the division and maybe that playoff spot. Mm-hmm. That's so, gonna be a that's gonna be a tough one. Uh, I must watch one though. 
Oh, yeah. And then so staying in the AFC North, let's talk about it. Deshaun's back this week. I don't want to talk about football with this guy, but I guess this is a football show, and it's a huge that's story. what we have to do. So I'm not pleased about it. Uh, we have the 10 accusers that are going to be at the game on this one. Um, it's in Houston, so at least his first game back, he will get booed. So there's that side of things that's positive for all of us. Um, and I mean, we don't know how this guy's going to play because when he played in the preseason, he sucked. Yeah, he was not he good in the horrible. preseason. He's been away from football for a while. The Texans are the worst team in football, so it would be so apropos for the. Te- I'm not betting on this game. I'm staying away from this game. Uh, it would be very apropos that this is the one, the second one of the year that the Texans get, just for us all to have a smile on our face. Um. All right. I don't understand a lot of there's so much pieces in here that I don't understand. And I, and I've been waiting for like somebody to explain it to me and none of the explanations that I've got made sense. Why do they think to me personally, I think it's one of the dumbest things in the world to fly the accusers out to be on the 50 yard line. Yeah. Like, if we're so-called caring about people's mental health and stuff like that, which is normally, which is like the big buzzword buzzwords nowadays and protect your mental health and all this stuff, yeah. is the smartest thing to do is put the people who suppose who were victims in the same presence as the uh, their, their abuser. abuser. Yeah. And why? So that they can boo him when he gets to the 50 yard like you know what i mean like it just it's it's weird it's one of the stupidest things that i've heard and nobody's giving me a good answer to why this is happening yeah i, I don't have i mean i saw people like well it's gonna be like Kyrie when he did the anti-semitic uh comments and the uh those uh those uh, jewish fellows sat sidelined i'm like yeah but that didn't really do anything to Kyrie either no like it, i don't think it's gonna do anything to sean deshaun's not gonna give a shit he's like okay they're here whatever i paid them my money i'm here to play football i don't give a shit so So, like but and to make it even worse if the browns win yeah and he plays like old deshaun yeah that's the most that's the stupidest thing you just flew me out here to see my accuser get celebrated yeah yeah so like I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just overthinking it, but I thought that was when No, I, that I that I've was been happening. in the same when I was watching the, the you know the ESPN had an outside the line story on it when I was watching it this past week and I was just I the whole thing is very confusing. I, I guess I kind of understand the idea of like, well, if we go out here, we're gonna shake him that we're all out here and watching him play. I, I guess that's a mentality, but I don't think the guy cares because he's showing he doesn't care, right? So I, I don't think that's going to be a factor. And I'm just worried about them, like, you know, being in stands. We know how rough sports fans can be, specifically mm-hmm. in Texas as well. Uh, they're going to get insults hurled at them and all this kind of stuff, regardless of where, I mean, at least it's not in Cleveland, I guess, but they're going to get insults thrown their way. And 
gold, gold digger and all this stuff that I think you talked about the mental health side that I think is going to perpetuate that a lot worse than anything. And, you know, getting called these names by fans, that's more than likely going to happen. And then also seeing him celebrated afterwards mm-hmm. is, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Cause sports who, who knows I've seen weirder things, but the Texans are not going to run a, a thank you video. are they? No, that, okay. So for sure, that's not going to happen. Okay. But, you will still we are still in the sports people are so loyal to their team right mm-hmm. that they're gonna remember if he goes out there and he balls out and to be honest a lot of times in sports if you give people the ammunition that they need to go out there and play like their best game for example the report of kobe's 81 point game right yeah that was the only game that his grandma was live in person, mm-hmm. right? Like that's the motivation that you need. Not that your team was down. It was like, this is my one. This was the first game my grandma came to, to see me. He's been over here saying that he was innocent the entire time. He's yep. been over here, all that stuff. So now you're doing this just as to be petty. That just might be the ammunition that he needed to be like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to go off. And as football fans, we forgive a lot of stuff. Well, I shouldn't say we, but I'm saying in general, right? The NFL is comprised of so many different people and so many ridiculous stories that we've heard about. And we forgive them because they play good. Those are the moments where if he plays amazing, where, where Texans fans will also be like, man, I can't believe we let this player go. And that's the crazy part about it, because that is if if you're going to talk about if you're doing this in order to shake him or whatever, and he plays amazing and all the people around him are saying, yeah, man, we had this guy. Yeah, he did some ridiculous stuff, but I would take him on my team right now over. That's not what you want to hear. Like, no, I I just don't get it, but I don't get it either. Uh, So it's. Yeah, we'll see how it all goes. I hope he plays terrible. I mean, I don't root for injuries for anybody, but I'm not going to be unhappy if it happens. Yeah, and also I'm more concerned. I want to. I'm interested to see what the viewership numbers are going to be for this game. It's going to be high. Yep. It's not going to be the highest, like the Cowboy Giants no, game. No, no that was, was crazy. Which was, was a crazy. ridiculous number, but yeah. I think it's this will be the most watched game of the week. I think television wise, it's been a big sports. I mean, I I will say this really quickly, going back to my trip. If you're going to go to Vegas, I think there is now three days, three periods you want to be there for. I still think number one is probably March Madness. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl is up there. Thanksgiving week is unbelievable. And it it helped to have the World Cup addition to that Mm. this week as well, because you got World Cup, you had NFL, NBA, NHL, and both college basketball tournaments and then college football end of the season. You could have whatever you really wanted to to taste your appetite this past week. It was crazy. There was never a time in the weekend where you didn't have a sporting event. There was a point where I could suck for me because it was one of the worst times as a Carolina fan of my life. But <laughs> when you had the Carolina basketball game and the Carolina football game going on at the exact same time, and I got to go to a bar and have both those games going on at the same time. Now, it was heartbreak that Carolina lost in double overtime to 
to Florida to uh, North Carolina State, and then a Carolina basketball lost in heartbreak in that, and I think had the fastest downpour from one unranked <laughs> I think we've ever seen because I'm assuming the next poll comes out. Carolina basketball will be unranked now, probably. Um, but that that was an all timer for for that. Um, and I, I, just to say that that these soccer ratings have been crazy in the states. I'm the England one was wild. What what that ranking was and. I'm assuming this Netherlands game that's going on right now as we're recording that's done and the States got their asses handed to them despite all of my American friends like, no, we're going to win. We're going to do great. No. The USA. So the that's USA that that stuff one. is done. That stuff is done. Uh, and we don't have to worry about that anymore. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a good t- time for sports ratings. It's, it's more or less what I'm saying. And uh, it is a good time for week 13 because mm-hmm. like we talked about, there is really good games. We start with a great one. Tennessee. Traveling to Philly, Philly's favored by four and a half. This is a tough one to pick. This could be a loss for Philly. Um, I am going to choose Philly on this one. Are you liking uh, the line, though? I'm actually surprised that the line is four and a half. Yeah. I actually thought it was going to be higher. Really? Yeah, because Tennessee, Tennessee's been playing good. Yeah. But I understand why, because Tennessee's, I mean, Philly's run defense has not been something to be desired. No. But I think when you know going in that you have to, that that's pretty much their offense. Yeah. You can kind of game plan towards it. It's usually the teams that you, that the run game is kind of secondary, that they get destroyed on the, with the run game. So let's, I'm going to choose Philly for this one. Uh, next we have Packers and Bears. That one is in Chicago. It's like you said, it seems like Rodgers is playing, so it'll be Rodgers versus Trevor Simeon. Uh, for the slightest playoff hopes of the I Packers, Fields was Fields. Oh, Fields is back. Okay, I didn't yeah. hear that yet. As it well, as uh, announcement yesterday that Fields was playing. Packers, um, speaking about teams with slight chances still at the playoffs, the gambit for them is not terrible. Uh, but the bye week came at a probably the like we we talked about this Packers bye week a, a lot is like that's mm-hmm. a terrible time for a bye week week 14 um because they just need to win games they don't need to really get healthy no. uh but they get lucky they get Bears and Rams back to back here so it should both be winnable games and then it gets a little bit tougher for them as they finish off the season with Dolphins Vikings and a tough Lions team so they have these uh, final five games right here. Is it five games, right? Yeah, yeah. five games. So their best they can go is nine and eight, which is going to be cutting it close. But I, I do see falls from the Giants and the Command. No, not maybe not the Commanders, but I can see a fall from the Giants coming. But they're in I competition. I see a fall with, for Commanders if they go back to wins. Yeah, could have for the Commanders too, I guess. But, but you still have competition with the Seahawks, with you guys, mm-hmm. and with this Lions team that's starting to get a little frisky as well. So uh Packers playoff hopes are probably done but they have a good chance much like the Raiders I was talking about you get these two back-to-back games that are winnable games for you and you're like okay we're this and this maybe we have a chance um what's the line on this one the line on this one is three and a half for Green Bay the game is in Chicago um if Fields is actually back because yeah. I did see a report that he was set to come back. And Rodgers, he's banged up, man. 
Like we can, mm-hmm. we honestly have to all admit that. Like we, he's playing through injury. He's older now. It's not. So I guess the bye helps him. Yeah, the bye definitely helps him. But um, this is such a tough game to call. I would just put Jordan Love in. Just, just Rogers, just sit it down. But he. Like it's going to help you if Jordan Love plays. It will only it, help you. They can't get rid of you because of your dead cap. Jordan Love pride. will help you. Yeah, it's I know pride. it's pride. It's I know pride. it is. But um give me the Bears on this one. Okay. Um Ooh. next up we have Jacksonville and Detroit. It is a pick'em right now. Give me I actually have this game on a ticket. I don't know why I did that. Um, <laughs> give me Jacksonville on this one. I think them. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think them coming out last week against the Ravens might be. Etienne is supposed to play, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah, give me Jacksonville on this one. Seems like Trevor Lawrence is starting to find him, himself a little bit. Slowly. Yeah. 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 Uh, we talked about this game already with everything going around it, but Browns and Texans, it's in Texas, but the Browns are favored by eight. So I got this game on a ticket when it was favored by seven. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about this already. As much as I did not want to choose this game and I'm not watching this game, um, give me the Browns. Uh, the Jets in Minnesota. This is a big game for the Jets' playoff hopes with all those teams mm-hmm. underneath them in the AFC, with the Chargers, Raiders, Jags, Colts that are all hoping for a miracle now that they can have some playoff hopes. A lot of teams are going to be looking at the Jets team. I do think Minnesota will win this game, but it's going to be a tough one against the defense, and I wouldn't be surprised if it goes either way. I'm I'm sure action has been going high on the Jets, though. What's the line uh, three. now? Three? three. It's what three? was it? It's I got it at three. Um, I chose the Jets on this one from early. I don't think it's a bad choice. Yeah. I don't think that they're going to win, but I think that this might be one of those games that it ends up as a push on your ticket, which is the most frustrating thing when you're, when you're betting a parlay. Yeah. Uh, we got your game. Yeah. You're hosting the Steelers and it is a pick them. You already know where I'm going. Give me the Falcons. Yeah, yeah I think Steelers got a big win last week. Uh, Falcons need this playoff push. We'll go with the Falcons in that one. Um, the terrible Broncos take on Baltimore. The line's nine and a half, and I'm not even that mad at it. But I, this Ravens team is very confusing, and this maybe is the week that the Broncos are like, yeah, we'll come back and we'll beat the Ravens, and then we're all going to be like, the sky's falling for Baltimore. Yep. What should they do? And – all right, this is my proclamation. I'm choosing Baltimore to cover it. Yeah, way. yeah. But here's yeah. my here's my proclamation. If Baltimore loses this game, we are not seeing coach for the rest of the season for the seven K podcast. No, we won't. We won't. He will not talk about that team, no. his team, if they lose to Denver. Yeah, uh, and then the final morning game. Commanders and Giants. Commanders are favored by one and a half. I got the Commanders winning this. The Giants, I think the honeymoon is over. Mm-hmm. You give me Washington on this one. Yeah. yeah I just did. I just think in. Heineke is just I could I told you from the beginning. I said put Heineke in. Because yeah. Because Wentz is I don't know why they went out to get Wentz, but Heineke is 
so respected in that locker room. That the the Giants remaining schedule, by the way, Commanders, Eagles, Commanders, Vikings, Colts, Eagles. It's done. Yeah, yeah. They needed that win against Dallas. They were out. And early. Detroit. They needed that Detroit win they too. Needed that Detroit one too. That Detroit yeah. one, I still get mad about because it ruined my parlay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, nice year for the Giants, but uh, just worth understanding right now as far as the wild card goes. They are just holding on to the second wild card spot, but yeah, I can I see Seattle. I can see you guys all creeping up and catching them. Yeah. Uh, we go to the afternoon games. Um, we have a, we have so many good games. We have three good games this afternoon and one that people will be skipping. Uh, the first really good one, Miami travels to San Francisco to take on the Niners. The line is four for the Niners. This is such a tough game. Mm-hmm. This is such a tough game to choose. Um, this should have been flexed. There's two games that should have been flexed to Sunday, to be honest. Didn't they didn't they flex a game? They did, but they went to Colts in Dallas. Mm, Dallas makes sense. Mm. Um and if you think of like ESPN and Jeff Saturday connection, yeah, sure. Makes sense. Um This is such a what did I choose? I chose this on one t- I made two tickets. So this one here, I actually didn't even choose a team. I chose the over. Yeah. Because the over was 46 and a half at that point. Um, but if I'm going to choose the line, give me, give me San Fran. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm leaving San Fran too. I'd rather talk too much about this game. Seahawks traveled to LA to face the Rams. Seahawks are by seven. There's going to be a lot of Seahawks fans in the stadium. Yeah. Give me Seahawks on this one. The Rams are yeah. too injured. Donald isn't playing. Like, yeah. yeah. Give me, give me Seahawks. This is the game I thought should have been flexed to Sunday Night Football. Kansas City and the Bengals. Chase is back in this one. Such a good game. Yeah. Such a good game. And on this one here, I chose the over. Yeah. I was like 52 points. Yeah. They can can hit that easily. This is a, these are high offense, offensive teams. Um, But if I got to go with the line, KC's favorite, right? KC's favorite by two. I'm taking Cincy. It's a statement game for them. It's not that big of a deal for Kansas City. I'm taking Cincy. Oh, this is such a tough one. Is, there is also a revenge factor for Kansas City as yeah. well in this one, but I, I like Cincy in this one because they get Chase back. They get Mixon back. Burrow's starting to kind of flow himself. Kansas City's due for kind of a loss right now midway through the season. It's true. Yeah. But I also look at it like if KC can win this game, it really hurts Bengals if yeah. Baltimore wins. In yep. Denver, so yep. and I don't know if Casey really wants to face Cincy. I don't again. think they do. Yeah, it's a like, tough yeah, one. I think the two teams that they don't want to face are Bills and Cincy. So yep. give me Casey to cover because I think they know that this loss is going to hurt the Bengals more than yep. anything. You're right. Uh, and then the final game in the afternoon: Chargers and Raiders. This line jumped up huge. Since I last checked it at 11 o'clock last night. What's the line now? Two and a half of the Raiders. It was one. It started with the Chargers favored. So And what? maybe, do you think, I wonder if the jump up is because Mike Williams was announced out late last night. Maybe that, and I think, and obviously Lindsay's not playing. 
So maybe the Mike Williams injury with the Lindsay injury combined helps, but we don't know for sure if Josh Jacobs is playing as we're recording this right now either. That's a that's a weird jump to tell you. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. I mean, it's in Vegas. Um, I still. I when it was, the line was one, even I'm like, we're favored. Yeah, that's a weird. That's a weird jump. But you know what? This game is just a weird game. So it's kind of a loser leaves town match in some ways. Like, I mean, yeah. I guess the Chargers still have a chance. They they have six, but the Raiders need this to split for tiebreakers mm-hmm. and get up on the tiebreakers. But this is a must win game for the Chargers. It's a must win game for the Raiders, but it's really must win for the Chargers, the Chargers. because their schedules is not what the Raiders schedule is. After this, the Chargers face the Bron the, the not the Broncos, the Dolphins next week, then Tennessee. Then the Colts in Indy, then they face the Rams and they face off at the Broncos at the end. So they have two easy games down the stretch, which could potentially get them to eight wins. But like we said, we're looking at that nine ten range to make the playoffs. So that Dolphins Titans Colts mm-hmm. side is if you lose this Raiders one, that's going to be tough. Give me the Raiders on this one. Yeah. Um, and the only reason why, not even because of this upcoming schedule, I think the mentality of what you just said that this is a loser leaves town, yeah. One, and Justin Herbert really hasn't done good in pressure situations, so he's the most overhyped quarterback in the league, yeah. So, give me, give me the Raiders for this game, by the way. I just want to do a quick comparison for some people here before we go to our final two games. Yeah. So everyone goes off about Justin Herbert, right? And how good of a quarterback he is, right? So this year, he has 19 touchdowns. He has seven interceptions. And he has just over 3,000 yards, right? 3,004 yards with a pass completion of 67%. Okay, so remember that. This is what Derek Carr is compared to him. I saw this stat the other day shared in ESPN. I thought I'd bring it up on the show. So Derek Carr is just under 3,000 yards right now, 18 touchdowns, seven interceptions, pass completion of 63. But Justin Herbert is consistently throwing into, he's a top five quarterback. He's a franchise quarterback. It makes, it's the same thing I said when we did the preview. Yeah. That I was like. You are, you're going to win your under bet on them too. Yeah. He's a solid quarterback. He's just overhyped. Yep. And I just I just don't get it, right? Yeah. Um but I think this one here, this is this is one of those games where if he does not win this one, like you gotta start really addressing where he stands. And you can't say it's because Mike Williams is out. Like you still have weapons. Yeah, you have Palmer, so, you have uh, Keenan Allen there, you have Everett, you uh-huh. have Austin Eckler. Like, this team is – that's why I don't understand if the line went up because of the Mike Williams thing. He's been out most of the year. Yep. Uh, the Raiders don't have Darren Waller or Hunter Renfro. Like, it's a lot of Mac Hollins, Foster Monroe on the on the passing side still. Yeah, you have Devontae, but those are the other two prime targets that they have, and those are exactly prime targets. Yeah. And their but their defense hasn't been good either for no. uh either team. So Mac has been carried Bosa oh, yeah. and Mac have carried both these yeah. teams with so much behind them. Uh Sunday night football, again, I don't understand why this is not Chiefs and Bengals. Um it's Colts and Cowboys. 
Uh, Cowboys are favored by 10 and a half. Cowboys are really hitting their stride. And this is where I'll talk about Odo Beckham instead of talking about this game. Uh, he's doing a tour this week to find things. I do wonder, though, if that Jerry Jones pitcher is going to is gonna hurt him maybe wanting to go to Dallas right now. And how much that's going to hurt other players from wanting to go to Dallas with that Jerry Jones pitcher released. And again, I agree with LeBron. Why are we not talking about that the same way we talked about the Kyrie stuff? Uh, because it doesn't boost ratings. And Jerry yep. Jones is the most powerful guy in the NFL and probably yep. in American sports. So, yep. And he's a white nobody, man. Yep. Mm. Nobody wants to go against him. So nope. let's just let's just be honest. Let's just call it what it is. Yep. Um, will it hurt players going there? No, because because the media is not talking about it, and so it's not in anybody's face. So if you do decide to sign there, and Jerry Jones has proven that he will be loyal to certain players, yeah, like people are going to go there. Will OBJ go there? That is going to be the tough question. Um, I am still leaning towards no, and I, I was leaning there. When was, you had Buffalo, right? Um, yeah, I said Buffalo, but I said I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up on Philly, right? Yeah, um, but I do think, I do think that a person like Vaughn Miller can talk him into coming to Buffalo, yeah. Uh, do you like the or you, would you take the points for the Cowboys in that one? I guess that's the only other question. Ten and a half for the Cowboys against Matt, Matt Ryan, uh, and the Colts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. the Colts have improved that. The Colts have improved. Yeah, but Matt Ryan is still Matt Ryan at this point right now. Jeff Saturday and, may get the job. He may get. He's been he's been better than a lot of people thought. Yeah, and the and everyone was going off on him about his clock management thing on that last game. Okay, cool. He he. If you disagree with his clock management, that's one thing. That's cool. Nathaniel Hackett hired an entire person to do clock management. <laughs> yeah. So if if you want to make comparisons, he messed up in his third game, yeah. but at least the Colts looked better. Yeah. And then Monday Night Football, New Orleans travels to Tampa to take on the Bucks. This is a weird game. I was wondering, I'm like, who is Senator going to be going for? I guess if the if the Falcons win, it's a rare find Saints you can win. Uh, yeah. So it's like a tough one for me, but I also am looking at this one as divisional games are always the games where people play the hardest in. Yeah. And especially if you're the underdog, you usually play the hardest in a divisional game. Like you have those game circles for sure. Yeah. So would this, I think that this game might be one of those games where you see Camara actually have a Camara game. Mm-hmm. So give me the Saints on monday yeah there you go wild week coming up here a lot of good games and uh yeah it's weird now because you get to like just looking at the playoff standings you're getting to that point of like okay so i kind of go what we're going to do every week here locks and alive Mm -hmm. so our lock kansas city lock uh Mm -hmm. buffalo lock tennessee lock baltimore not a lock miami i'd say lock lock uh cincinnati not a lock not a lock. Jets, not a lock. And then I live. Chargers alive. Pats alive. Colts alive. Probably not because they're going to lose to the Cowboys. Jaguars alive because they could probably win that Lions game. So they got a fighter's chance still. I still I still say that they're out, but yeah. They're uh, still alive then, at this moment. 
technically, I guess Raiders, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, I'm not going to say is alive because yeah. I can't see they're in the gamut. But Raiders and Browns, I'll say alive because well, what what are the Browns' final five games here? So Browns, I mean, it's tough. They go after this. They go at Bengals, then Ravens, then Saints. I don't see them running the running the gauntlet there. Maybe I who knows? I think they're going to lose the Cincy game. So yeah. So the only teams we really see potentially alive for the playoffs are Chargers, Pats, and then maybe Jags and Raiders. Yeah, on top of like the couple, few teams that we said that were not a yeah. lock, but they're still alive. And then NFC, Eagles lock, Vikings yeah. lock, Niners yeah. lock. Yep. Bucks are not a lock, Cowboys lock. Cowboys lock. So pretty much that NFC – um, well, I guess I mean that. I guess even if the, I don't want to say the Niners are division lock, Seahawks could still win no. the division. Yeah. But um, then playoff wise, uh, Giants, Commanders, not locks. And then for that wild card, um, Seahawks are alive still. Atlanta's alive. Detroit. Yeah. It comes down to this week. If they lose to the Jags, did they're I'm saying probably they're out? I'm saying they're out already. They're out. Yeah. And then. I guess the only team at the bottom there that have chances to be playoff teams just because your division sucks is the Panthers and the Saints. Which is so confusing. But yeah. I don't think any of them are alive at this point. So I really just think it's a two team right now. It's just the Bucks and Falcons. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised. That division is so bad right now that I wouldn't be surprised if they're all still kind of. The way I see it, I see the Commanders making the playoffs, the Giants falling out. You guys are the Bucks winning that division. I can't decide either. And then I'd say Seahawks get the wild card. Yeah, I don't think uh, the only way to for anybody from my division to make it to the playoffs, I think, is yeah. they have to win, win the division. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There we go. Everyone enjoy the week ahead. And until next time, and we'll have a much earlier show next week. Sure. Uh, and until next time, folks, cheers. Enjoy.